How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let's get the latest from Green Bay from Mike Clemens. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. Yeah, I think you know we got we've had a few nicks over the last uh, you know uh, week or so, but um, you know we're hopeful that those none of those will be long term. But we know we're going to need everybody. Definitely want these guys to make sure they're doing whatever they need to do to to stay healthy, to to be available for this team. Welcome back to the program. The Bill Michael Show is on the air. We are glad you're with us. This portion of the program being brought to you by our good friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Epoxy Flooring, polyurea coating, different colors, different finishes, guaranteed, warranted for life. Get a hold of our friend Sean and the gang at epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Uh, I just retweeted this interesting piece of video. Uh, by the way, coming out, of, we're going to talk with Mike Clements coming up here momentarily, but coming out of Green Bay, uh, it is kind of WWE-esque. It is uh, Tim Boyle and Aaron Rodgers on the ground acting like they're fighting. And, uh, and, and the Twitter world went crazy when the video came out. But then you look, it's tweeted by the Green Bay Packers, and then you realize it's the WWE version where the outcome is predetermined. They're not fighting. It's just two guys rolling around on the ground, kind of wink, wink, nod, nod, faking it. So there you have it. Hey, joining us on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy Mike Clemens is here. Michael, how you doing? So, like the Bucks with Giannis and Middleton and those guys in the hallway wrestling, mm-hmm. now you're telling me the Packers are doing it too. Is that, is that the point? Packers are wrestling, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're wrestling. And, and where Maybe it was over the... that final spot for the quarterback position. Yeah, where, where's that getting the Bucks so far, this wrestling stuff? <laughs> Maybe they go back to doing that. Yeah, that drives me nuts. And then I get a bunch of guys on Twitter calling me, you know, old man, and I'm telling people to get off my lawn. I just I don't understand multi-million dollar athletes hitting each other with folding chairs in the in the concourse before they go out on the court. But I right. digress. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't. There's uh, there's some guys that are having some fun because uh, you know camp is winding down and they got a little time 
this weekend before they settle in and get ready for week one. But, uh, you know, the right tackle situation. Now, Billy Turner was back on the field doing a little pass protection today. But, you know, he's got a knee injury. And you got Rick Wagner who missed a week with a, an elbow. And, you know, you're not sure if you feel real good about either of these guys, uh, even if they're 100% healthy. And with the changes and improvements that the Vikings have made to their defensive line. So Aaron Rodgers was asked, you know, Rick Wagner, Billy Turner, you know, it doesn't like seem like you really – we knew that this might, would be a problem to replace Brian Balaga. Um, are you getting concerned about the right tackle position? Yeah, it's uh, slightly unsettled. I would say strong, quite strong in the unsettled department. It's just what we got to figure out at this point. You know, we've had some injuries to, uh, to, uh, to both Rick and Billy uh, during training camp. So, you know, I'm sure those guys are uh, have a plan for whatever situation comes up. Kind of is what it is at this point. Um, we got to figure this out. We might it might be just trial trial by fire come week one. But you know, we're gonna need to be seven or eight or nine deep. You know, in the offensive line. I feel really good about the way that Lucas Patrick has done a really nice job. Alex Light, I think, is has improved. The young guys, you know, have been in the mix, and I think have, have shown some strides uh, with running and Hanson and uh, and the glue. You know, I think there's uh, there's some possibility for some really good depth up there, but we need, you know, definitely need to shore up what it's going to look like on the right side. One of the things, Mike, that has been uh, interesting, obviously, the battle at tight end, and we've talked so much about the backup quarterbacks, but uh, they've talked about Aaron Rodgers hearing from him. They've talked about his mood, upbeat, very relaxed and chipper. And as I just saw the video of him wrestling on the ground with Tim Boyle, obviously having a lot of fun. You know, um, and I just wanted to play this tape in case, you know, listeners have missed this over the last couple of weeks, but it's a little montage. It's talking to the veteran Mercedes Lewis, who, you know, one of the reasons he's coming back is because he's got this, he's built this friendship in the offseason with Aaron Rodgers. And Tim Boyle, who's followed this guy now for the last couple of years, about, all right, so the team went out and drafted Jordan Love. They didn't draft a wide receiver. What's the quarter been, been like to be around in this camp? When you're in a position that Aaron's in, that's done so much and accomplished so much in his life and in this league, MVPs, Super Bowls, like, I mean, there's no reason to be insecure or unsure of anything. And, you know, him and I have had conversations about it. We text about it all the time. To be quite honest with you, I think this is probably the best training camp, the best mood I've seen him in training camp. You know, Aaron's been great. He's uh, not grumpy at all. He's a, he's a great dude. You guys know him throwing jokes around, but he's been awesome with me and Jordan. Not grumpy at all. Not <laughs> well, like you and me, Mike. Well, you know, but and you know what this is? This gets down to first of all, we all know the guy can be a little aloof at times. He's a good guy. He doesn't ever get into trouble. He's very guarded as to who he really calls his friends and associates with. And if you lie about, you know, using steroids and Tupperware and Kenosha and all that, he'll disown you in a New York minute, Ryan Braun. And he moves on, and so he's, 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 the people that he lets in are close to him. He demands more than anybody else on this planet could. And it, he spent the last couple of years on this, you know, looking at this higher plane of life, hanging out with the Dalai Lama, going to Peru, and barely getting out, you know, in the nick of time before they were shutting down the planes as the pandemic was is hitting the globe. He's always, the things he talks about, and the self-help books, and the spirituality stuff, I mean, he's way in another level that makes me wonder at times 
How's he going to come back and just be a football player? And when you, you've been in this organization your entire career, 13 years, 14 years, 15 years, you start getting to be picky. Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they fixing this? Why isn't this taking? Why, why aren't these guys working as hard as I do? And, and I think he is now taking a look in the mirror and said, you know what, maybe, maybe I am the problem. And so he talks about, I started looking at some tapes when I was the MVP. And is there stuff that I was doing different? He talked about when he went 15-1 and in the 2011 season after the Super Bowl year. And so we asked him, Mercedes says that you're in a better mood. Tim Boyle says you're in a better mood. Why is that? Well, I think just like the 2011 offseason, the, t- the extra time was beneficial for those of us who chose to work on ourselves during that time. And I think that was the important important thing. I think the more that we we work on ourselves and we learn to love ourselves, the more we can love others better. It, uh, when you're uh, feeling good about yourself and confident, loving others, it's naturally going to put you in a better mood. I think my quality of life has been pretty high based on some important decisions I've made uh, in my own life Um, and just finding my center a little bit, uh, a little bit better during these uh, strange months in the off season. So I came in excited to see the guys excited to uh, continue to build relationships with them and get to know them. Um, I have uh, a lot of close friends you mentioned uh, a couple of them in Big Dog and Tim on this squad, but I always enjoy looking forward to, you know, seeing the guys and catching up and seeing how they're doing. And then the other part was, you know, just taking a, a critical look at uh, my play the last few years and then going back to some previous years about what I felt like uh, when I was playing uh, really, really well, what was I doing slightly different than, than what I've been doing the last five years. And I picked up on some things and tried to start incorporating them into into my daily routine. And you pair that with the positive attitude and the comfort in the offense. I think uh, it's 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 not surprising to me uh, how the camp has gone. You know what, Mike? And I'm gonna we're gonna go to break after this. But you know what that sounds like is a guy. And when you say you have to learn your love to love yourself again, I'm only speaking from personal experience. The only time I've ever used that term is when you come out of a breakup and you have to figure out yourself again because you're with somebody else you've become a couple you've become and and your emotions are reliant upon their emotions and vice versa and then all of a sudden you're alone you're back to just you you're you're getting up in the morning you're alone you're doing your thing unless it's you and your dog but suddenly you got to figure yourself out again and then once you get yourself right, it's like everything, the tumblers of the universe begin to click and you feel them get into place and you're like, man, I'm really in a good place. I, I don't want to read too much into this, but the only time I've ever used that expression in my life is when you're coming out of something, coming out of a bad relationship, coming out of a breakup, a divorce, whatever, and suddenly you need to refigure yourself out again. Well, and I think he's probably thought, well, you know, maybe he blamed it on the McCarthy staff. Maybe he blamed it on certain uh, players. Maybe he blamed it on certain other staff. And, and, and he's, he figures, I'm doing everything the right way. Why can't this work? Why can't that work? And at some point, he had to take this all back and say, forget about all that. Maybe there's something that I am doing wrong. Maybe there's something where I'm the holdup. And if I can change those things, then maybe all this other stuff will fall into place. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I can, you're, 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 when you're a control freak, the most important thing you have to control is yourself. 
That's exactly right. When you, you can't be happy with everybody else until you're happy with yourself. I'd say this all the time. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick uh, take a quick time out. Hey, by the way, if you're getting out of the basement, hop into your car, getting out of your house, hopping into your car, you're looking for a place to go, leave the crowded city behind, take a vacation this fall to Pine Mountain Resort or the Four Seasons Island Resort. Nobody practices social distancing better than when you're golfing, Maybe you're hiking, you're biking, whitewater rafting, boating, kayaking, fishing, ATVing, maybe enjoying a great dining experience, hanging out indoors, large indoor, saltwater pool, the sauna, relaxing, acres of fresh air, breathtaking view. Sound good, right? You can even, on, say, a Sunday, check out the green and gold on one of the many big screen TVs. Make the logical, healthy vacation choice. The Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Wisconsin. Or you can travel to God's country up there in the UP to Pine Mountain Resort at Timberstone Golf Course. The championship golf course is in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Ranked one of the best golf courses in America by Golf Week magazine. The memories, your family, you, your friends, you're going to make, going to last a long time after this virus is well behind us. It's time to get out, head up north, enjoy life again. But first... Got to go online. Go online to the4seasonswi.com. That's the4seasonswi.com or pinemountainresort.com and book your stay today and make sure you tell them the big unit sent you. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Let's get the latest from Green Bay from Mike Clemens. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. Anytime you're knocking on the door of cutdowns, you know, you got so much appreciation for what our guys do and how they battle and how they come to work. And it's always tough when you take that away from somebody. So as excited as we are to start the season, it is this day tomorrow, especially is a difficult day just because you have relationships formed with these guys and you just, you know, you want the best for them. Those are the words of the head coach, Matt LaFleur, as he has to let guys know that uh, cut down day is upon us. Welcome back to the program. Bill Michael Show continues, joined by Mike Clemens of NFL Sirius Radio, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And so, Mike, uh, he talked about that. He wanted to meet with everybody in person uh, because he felt that they put a lot of work into this and that, obviously, it's a very tough day for many. So, uh, between himself and the offensive and defensive coordinators, they've got a lot going on and trying to get this roster down, you know? Yeah, this year they get to keep uh, 69 players. They get to have six, 16 players on the practice squad, and a half dozen of those can be uh, veterans. Uh, so that means it won't be that brutal. I went down the 80-man roster yesterday afternoon, and actually I was kind of surprised. I had no problem saying goodbye to 11 players. Uh, guys like uh, Wellington Prevalin and uh, Zach Johnson, who's a backup guard, and Cody Conway, he's a big kid. You know, maybe I'm off by that. It's You know, the big guys are hard to find. Chris Burns is a linebacker that's out there. Will Sunderland is a defensive back. Uh, so uh, Crockett, Demer Crockett is a running back. Stanford Samuels. Um, I, I can see these guys being released and other guys. One guy I think that might be a surprise that is released and maybe not brought on practice squad is Dexter Williams, a six-round pick from last year from Notre Dame. 
I just, you know, I don't. They're 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 good at running back now, and they've got all kinds of options at that. So, the one position that we talked about in the offseason, everybody, every fan pointed out was you got to stop that run game on your defense. So this Kamal Martin, fifth round pick out of Minnesota, had a knee injury in the midseason, still played on it for a couple of weeks after that, then had to get it looked after, ended up having some surgery on it, then. A week ago, last Sunday at Lambeau Field, when they're trying to have a game day type scrimmage, not full contact, but he torn meniscus in the left knee, has to undergo surgery. He's out at least six to eight weeks. Now, this kid just flashed. Of all the rookies or young players, by far, he had the best camp. Um, when they would go full contact a couple of Sunday mornings ago, he was in the backfield and dropping uh, running backs. He just he was picking it up. As a matter of fact, you could see Petten uh, get uh, one of these uh, defensive quality guys in his ear practically every snap, like they were getting him ready for next week to be in a game. So now he's going to be out six to eight weeks, and you ask, Mike, you can hear the disappointment in Mike Petten's voice about this, but I'm here to tell you, if they've got both the Smith brothers and Rashawn Gary on the field, what does that mean? That, that means they're moving 55 over the middle. Right. You know? Yeah. So we yep. asked Petno about, you know, missing out on Kamal Martin possibly being there, getting some snaps against the Vikings. Uh, well, first thing, I mean, he's, you know, very, very instinctive. I mean, there were some things that he just did naturally that, you know, we use the term triggering, you know, when he, when he sees something that he reacts to it quickly, that he had a real good knack for seeing things a little bit faster. You know, we, and we obviously like his, his, his body type. I mean, he's a long guy who's, who's, who's been productive, you know, and, and we certainly knew from the, from the draft process, and, and as well as having him through the spring with all the with all the Zoom interaction, we were able to do that. That he's very intelligent, picked it up very quick. So you know, it's certainly a you know a shame that he had a setback, but um, I think we all see a, a pretty bright future for him here. Um, I would have loved to have seen him, you know, start. I would have loved to have seen him play early. I mean, it's disappointing. I know uh, it was the question that was posed to Matt Lafleur, Mike. You were on that call where he says. You know, hey, can you confirm, Coach, that it was his bad knee? And, and it's like, no, we well, can't talk about it. It's like he's out five to six weeks. It, who cares? You right. know, just we're just trying to – it's just like, what a joke. It, give us a damn information. It's just – it's a question. It's no big deal. This is not like state secrets, for God's sakes. Well, Fleur's totally different than his pal, Kyle Shanahan, because Kyle Shanahan will give you details. He'll say it's a hamstring in the left leg, and here's the play that it happened on, and we expect him, you know – I mean, he, he'll talk about soft tissue injuries. Well, Fleur mm-hmm. – and I – it may not be Matt either. It might be uh, Brian Goodkins, although we asked Shanahan on a teleconference call last year about Matt, and he said, yeah, he said, there's some things that Matt is, quote, far more anal about than I am. We disagree on those things. So obviously just talking about player injuries uh, in the public is one of those things that they must disagree on. But right now I think that the biggest problem that Brian Goodkins and Matt LaFleur have to solve this weekend is to finish up that offensive line. Because I'm telling you, man, I remember 2008, and both tackles went down. And, you know, you're talking about Marshall Newhouse out there now. And, you know, it was Aaron Rodgers' first year as the starting quarterback, but he also had second and third string tackles out there, which is one of the reasons they ended up going 6-10 and 10 and losing two or three games by, by three points. And, you saw what happened to the Packers when Belaga was out last year against the 49ers yep. in other plays. And they don't have that Jared Valdir back in here. They can, 
They can still pull that rabbit out of the hat after this weekend from some other team. But we asked Malafleur, okay, you know, when you're in the Hudson Center, are you guys doing a shell game? Like, are you moving the big kid, uh, Elton Jenkins, from left guard? Could he play right tackle? And here's what Lafleur said today. Matt, is uh, Elton Jenkins a possibility at right tackle for week one? Yeah, I think we're looking at every combination to potentially. Uh, the goal is to get, always get your best five out there and to, to give you the best chance to win. So we'll look at everything. We're going to get a dancing bear in there, Bill. Anything. Right. Yep. You know, and, and Mike, this is this is something that I I, I, I think it was Gary Ellison said it. I was listening to uh, our flagship station yesterday on the big show. When you have so many guys in the line that are moving around and you're trying to fit pieces to get a good, as he said, we're going to get combinations, that means you don't have guys. Against a good defensive line, too. I feel real yeah. good about interior line right now because Lucas Patrick can stand in there for Corey Lindsley in a heartbeat because Lindsley has problems you know, back problems from time to time. Um, I like, uh, and Lane Taylor had a great camp. I mean, he's in really good shape. So he's, he's solid at right guard. We know how strong Jenkins was last year. Um, but Alex Light, you know, is he backing up Bakhtiari at left tackle? I don't know. Yash Nyman uh, is, is healthier now. He'd missed some of this camp. The big kid, um, he's would have liked to have seen him in preseason to be sure. And then this John LeGlue guy, to me, he's sort of come on in the last couple of weeks. They signed him in the off season, or last, at the end of last season from the Saints. Maybe he you know, sneaks in there and they have one less safety or something like that. Some of these other guys they, they may put on IR or certainly can put on a practice squad, even some of the six-round draft picks they had uh, on interior offensive line. Um, the wide receiver position, Mike, um, we talked about some of the guys in the depth and who then is not only going to be a wide receiver, but are they going to go with kick returner, punt returner? Do they have all that settled right now? They do. I think, and I think they're good in both of those areas. So wide receiver, Devonte Adams, Alan Lazard, I mean, they swear by him. You saw him perform under the lights last year and, and come up with some big plays. People can be very critical that he's just not really true number two material in the National Football League, he should be your fifth wide receiver on a team that thinks that they're really going to the Super Bowl. Well, whatever. The other thing that is that Marquez Valdez-Scanling truly has improved in the last two weeks, particularly in the tougher spots, the short game, out in the flats, over the middle. Just had a chance to talk to him about it. He sounds more confident after four weeks into the camp. Things are working. Things are clicking. The timing routes are better. His hands are better. You know, and if your feet... And if you're where you're supposed to be, you got you got to be there first. Then the technique of your hands goes way up. The the possibilities that you're going to be able to pull in the Aaron Rodgers pass go way up if you're not thinking about it and your timing's better. And maybe that gets back to Lafleur and Nathaniel Hackett. Maybe they have simplified this this book a little bit. But then there's other kids that I think that have stood out. There's Reggie Begleton from the CFL. He's got some speed. Not the biggest guy though. And but then Malik Taylor. They see this guy with pass blocking downfield. When you see them, he's with the second team with Tim Boyle, and they're, they're giving him end runs, and then they're looking at him at Gunner on punt team. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking right. they're giving this kid a serious look. And so I asked him, what do you think you could bring to this offense? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, this team likes a certain type of receiver. Blocking is a big part of our offense. And like I said, that, that's something that we really hone in on. Uh, I think Coach Rage, our wide receiver coach, does a great job of making sure that we're prepared every day we go out there and during practice. And, you know, that'll translate into the game. So 
like I said, you know, they, they obviously look for a certain type of receiver, you know, ones who can block. And you just have to know the scheme. And, you know, we digging at the details. And like I said, Coach Rage is he's done a great job of, you know, helping us out and, you know, just fixing all the little things to go out there and perform the way we need to. Well, Mike, I guess hoping that Aaron Rodgers didn't tear anything, break anything, and him and Tim Boyle just really did have one of those WWE fake rumbles. Uh, everything else seems to be good. The cuts are pretty much made, and, and now we just get ready for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, uh, the deadline is 3 o'clock tomorrow that they got to get down to 53. Then they start calling those guys back on Sunday to build up a 16-man practice squad. Some of those guys will call back. Maybe there's some other guys that we will – pick up from other teams from around the country, but we'll have updates all throughout the weekend on the station, Bill. Great stuff, Mike. Appreciate it as always, and we will talk to you again next week, pal, okay? Thanks, Billy. Have a good weekend. There you go. Mike Clements, our uh, Green and Gold Insider from uh, NFL Serious Radio, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, they are hiring right now. If you're looking to change teams, because maybe you're not working. Maybe COVID just blew out your job, and you're looking for something new to do, and you never thought you could do it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.